This is the fourth in the series of TFA interviews with state legislators. Today, we have with us Todd Warner. Todd, how long have you been in the General Assembly? Uh, Richard, this is my first term. Uh, I'm currently get. We've just started the, uh, I guess, our second session in the in the 112th uh, General Assembly, or second, I might say second regular session. You know, had a couple of special sessions. What, if anything, has the recently released plan done to your district? Well, to be honest with you, Richard, it, uh, it kind of cut my district down. Uh, I live in Marshall County, Chapel Hill, and my old district was all of uh, Marshall, uh, West and Southern Lincoln, Southern Franklin County, and Southern Marion County running across the Alabama line down there. Uh, I'm, I'm losing Lincoln, Franklin, and Marion counties, and I'm gaining uh, the southern part of Williamson County, what was part of Glen Cassidy's district and Sam Witz's district. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't had a chance to look over on that side. I'm coming a little north from where I live there, Richard. They do this by populations, so what they have to do is to try to get as many yes. legislators with exactly the right number of people so that they're pretty much all the same. So. Uh, this happens over 10 years, and I suspect, you know, I've talked to a number of legislators who have been happy and some have been sad, but do you see this as having an effect on your ability to get reelected? No, sir. No, sir. I'm going to work my butt off and act like I'm a thousand votes behind every day, so it's not going to affect me at all. What legislation did you carry last year that impacts the right of, to keep and bear arms in Tennessee? Well, uh, Richard, I carried the Tennessee Firearms Protection Act. And what that does, uh, it, uh, it guarantees that Tennessee, let's say if the federal government wanted to, uh, ban, uh, AR-15s, uh, what this act would do, it, it says that, that, that Tennessee will not use any funds to help the federal government if they wanted to confiscate, say, those, those firearms. If they outlaw them, they want to come get them. Federal government wants to come get them. You come get them, but no Tennesseans are going to help you do it. And we're not going to spend any money to help. How did that bill go? It it passed. It, it did pass, and the governor signed it. So it's in the law. Uh, I'd met with uh, your director, John Harris, uh, over the summer, summer and, and there may be some tweaking we can do to it to give it a little bit more teeth. That's something we're going to be looking at this session, too. What would you like to see in the upcoming legislative session with respect to the Second Amendment? Well, uh, Richard, uh, I don't know if you're aware or if you remember when the, I guess I'm going to call it the governor's bill, the, the constitutional carry that we passed, when it came on the House floor, myself along with uh, Bruce Griffey tried to, to make some amendments on the House floor to make it where it should be, you know, a, a true constitutional carry. That's what I really want to see. One thing I had 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 uh, trouble with in the bill, I'm, I went on and supported it because I'm, I'm always going to support anything that, that helps gun owners and helps protect our Second Amendment. But one thing that I didn't like in the bill was, you know, I think it was in there that you had to be 21 years of age. Well, Richard, if you can go fight for this country overseas and die for, die for this country at the age of 18 and be drafted, by George, you ought to be able to protect your family at home at the age of 18 with a firearm. I concur with your assessment of that. We attempted to get a number of amendments on the governor's bill that, we were told weren't timely filed or weren't crafted correctly or something to that effect, but they weren't able to be brought up on the House floor when the bill came up. I was up there for that one, so 
We'd like to see that issue as well as long guns uh, incorporated if you're going to talk about constitutional carry. I would most, think that you would, I've had this conversation with other legislators. We didn't win our freedom from Great Britain with handguns. No, we didn't. No, that, that's, that's very true. If you're talking about arms, then I think it ought to be arms. But then again, I'm just a, you know, I'm just no concrete finisher. I'm not the individual responsible for all that. So we'll have to see right. what the current legislative session that has just started. I believe y'all took up yesterday. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just getting underway. Not much happening this week. Just getting back into session. I think committees will probably start maybe next week. Should start seeing uh, a lot more things happen. What advice can you give the average TFA member uh, to take to further the restoration of our rights to arms granted in 1796, which is when we first ratified our Constitution? I missed part of that question. Now, what was that? I said, what advice can you give the average TFA member? What Steps should they take to further the restoration of our rights to arms granted in 1796? Well, the most the most important thing I think they could do, Richard, would be uh, to reach out to their state uh, representatives and House and Senate members and uh, see where they stand on it. Is the first questions that uh, that I would ask somebody running for for office is where they stand. I knocked ten thousand doors when I was running. Uh, this is my first term, and I knocked ten thousand doors when I was running. And that was the number one question I got asked when knocking doors. Of course, I, I, I represent real Tennessee. Was where do I stand on the Second Amendment? And what do you think about constitutional carry? Two things I've got to ask the most. That's intriguing that the general public out there, when you put yourself into contact with them, that that was important to them at that point. I hope that that continues to be something that is of import to the general population. So I, I think it will be. Todd, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. We're working our way through the legislators who will take the time to come on and, and let the average TFA member hear what they've got to say. Most folks don't know you, don't get a chance. Uh, the folks from West Tennessee probably have never even heard your name. But what we're trying to do with this series of interviews is to get you out in front of the entire state and to the membership of TFA so that we know who our friends are. We look forward to talking to you later in the session. I'm sure that you and I will meet face-to-face. -face. I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, but I plan to come up and spend as much time at the legislature as I have in the past, so I look forward to meeting you face-to-face, -face, sir. Yes, you, yes, sir, you're welcome, and, and I want to thank you and, and TFA for what you do. It's great organizations like this that, that, that help protect our, our Second Amendment, and I greatly appreciate what the TFA does. I appreciate it very much, Representative Warner. Thanks. You have a great day. Thank you, sir.